0: One wreck in Madison, Wall, Triana, and Gillespie. Injury there and utility involvement. So it's going to take them a few minutes to get this one all wrapped up. It's the mask and hose keeping you awake. Dr. Sandman is offering $500 off the Somnodent, an easy-to-use, insurance-approved oral device for sleep apnea and snoring. RandallSandlin.com or 350-CARE. Captain Nick in the Popeye 72 and Jeff Skywatch Traffic Center. For WTKI...
2: Mrs. Holland thought it would be a good way to get him out of the house.
3: You hear that? Ain't nothing Saturn. An outdoor cat thinks he's an indoor cat. Well, look at here.
2: Red Holland on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk.
4: That 70% chance of rain could show up by 9-ish, so we're kinda looking the mid-morning for that. And it's uh at least we don't have the heat index. 76 right now. Gonna feel like 102 tomorrow. Brandon Warmke is, uh, among other things, an uh, assistant professor of philosophy at Bowling Green uh, State University. And uh, also, uh, we're going to talk about this op-ed, The Art of Grandstanding, and a book, to go with it. Uh, Brandon, tell me it's not so. Grandstanding? Really? <laughs>
5: <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to look at a lot of public discourse these days and think that people aren't just trying to make themselves look good and impress others and try to dominate others with their with their moral credentials and their moral superiority
4: you know, and none of us are pure, right? We 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 know that. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I, I look at the like the attorney general was. I mean, we can we can cite cases all day long on both sides. But you got the attorney general appearing before Congress. You had the postmaster general early guess, uh, yesterday, or Friday. I think it was yesterday. Anyway, you have all these people who, who are brought in for hearings to answer questions, and they never get to answer. <laughs> it's yeah. more about everybody else, right?
5: Yeah, it's it's hard to imagine how these conversations would go if there weren't cameras in the room. <laughs> I have a feeling more work would get done and, and less grandstanding for for you and I. I mean, they're they're playing to the audience. They're they're playing to to the voters.
4: This is also, I guess, virtue signaling, right? I mean, you're you're you're, you're and and you know, but but be careful, you know, that high horse could get shot out from under you, right?
5: Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, grandstanding is basically is virtue signaling. I mean, for various uh, uh, academic reasons we don't have to go into. We actually think that virtue signaling is not uh, – not the most accurate term it can be really confusing and and the simple reason is you know whenever you do something good in public you're you're signaling virtue but what really what we have in mind and i think what most people have in mind when they accuse someone of virtue signaling is trying to look good trying to impress other people and um and as we argue in the book and you know as you mentioned this op-ed we argue that uh our interest in trying to make ourselves look good and impress other people causes all kinds of social problems and make, makes public discourse really toxic.
4: You know, it, it, the thing that bothers me, and this is this is what seems to have permeated politics, and unfortunately some of general society as well, is, is if you're really sincere about something, if you really, if your heart's in something... People will know it, right? But if you just keep – it's yeah. kind of like the kid that cries wolf over and over. If it's all about you all the time and it's always drama, I don't know, maybe it's the – as I get older, I just get tired of it. But I said, I don't want to yeah. listen to you anymore, right?
5: It's really exhausting. I think a lot of people check out of political discourse because they get exhausted by the outrage and the, the moral preening, the peacocking – and, uh, and as a result, a lot of moderate people, a lot of even keeled people check out of public discourse. I don't know if you've ever <laughs> been on Twitter, but, uh, you know, as you might, as you might know, Twitter's a pretty toxic cesspool of, of outrage and extremist takes. And, and one reason that is, is because, uh, that's what's rewarded on Twitter. That's what gets the likes, the retweets. And then the rest of us, you know, those who are, you know, not interested in that sort of thing check out and do other things with our lives. The downside of that is that public discourse ends up being overrun by the loudest, nastiest, most extreme voices.
4: You know, and we need we need more than ever. I think we need this 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 um, we need common sense to rear its head. I, I yeah. think now more than ever, because there's just so much there's so much anger out there, and a lot of it comes from you know I I, I look I do. I I am on Twitter, and I I notice you are, too. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. um, It's (laughs) it's entertaining. It's informing. But, I mean, I shake my head at some of this stuff, and I don't even, I I ain't touching that one, you know? Right. (laughs) Right? Yeah.
5: Yeah, it's uh, you know one of the things we say in the book is you know it's it's weird that I could type something into this box that could ruin my life. I mean, you really could, and and not even trying, you'd inadvertently say something that people pounce on, and, and the next thing you know, you're you've walked into a, a massive online shaming pile on, not because people are trying, not you know not because they care about you, not because they care about morality but because they enjoy dominating someone they enjoy making themselves feel important and feel morally special and this sort of dynamic plays itself out every day I mean almost every day there's a there's a shaming outrage you know du jour. and um, you, and you wake up every day and you hope it's not you
4: so how do we you know at some point, and I guess this is part of the point of the book is is you know, you're going to run out of people to shame. You know, nobody's going to be worthy of anything. And and, and yeah. we've got, if if we're going to survive as a country, we've, we've got to talk to each other, right? We can't yeah. just stay in our silos, right?
5: Yeah. Public discourse is one of the most valuable tools we have. It's how we solve problems. It's how we warn of threats. It's how we identify people who are worthy of trust. It's especially in democracies. It's, it's how we forge compromise. But one of the things we argue, and then over the course of, you know, uh, six empirical studies and 7,000 participants, what we found is that grandstanding actually causes us to polarize. It's pushing us apart. We can't have conversations with one another if all we're doing is hating each other.
4: Yeah. That's kind of. Can you stick around? I want to get to a few more points of the book. And I, I you know, I hate to point fingers, but. You know, our, our education system hasn't helped. <laughs> I want to yeah, dig into that absolutely. a little bit too. Uh, more with Brandon Wormke. He is a uh, co-author of a, of a book about grandstanding, the use and abuse of moral talk. And, uh, gee, grandstanding. You've never seen that or witnessed it, have you?
2: Warped View into Something More Realistic. 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk.
4: With a Bloomberg Business of Sports report, I'm Michael Barr. The NFL had 77 positive COVID-19 tests from 11 teams re-examined by a New Jersey lab after false positives, and all those tests came back negative. The league asked the New Jersey lab bio-reference to investigate the results Among teams reporting false positives, the Minnesota Vikings said they had 12, the New York Jets had 10, and the Chicago Bears 9. Dr. Ashish Jha, director of the Harvard Global Health Institute, says the issue is raising questions about all COVID-19 testing facilities.
6: Are there other labs that are having this problem that are not NFL, where uh, people may be getting uh, a false positive because of a lab error and don't have the same checks and balances
4: that the NFL has? The number of positive COVID-19 tests from a specific facility that might actually be false demonstrates the precarious position the NFL is in less than three weeks from the regular season opener. With the Bloomberg Business of Sports Report, I'm Michael
6: Barr. insurance to buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you all you need to do is call big lou at 800-568-2790 lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor call 800-568-2790 big lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford remember big lou's like you he's on meds too call 800-568-2790 800-568-2790
7: In times of fear, World Vision has been there for the most vulnerable. For the last 70 years, we've stood with kids and families during some of the world's hardest times. Through natural disasters, war, and disease, delivering life-saving aid and support, helping rebuild lives and empowering entire communities to lift themselves out of poverty. And we're doing the same today, because rising to these challenges is in our DNA, and with every act of courage, faith, and love, at home and abroad, we do more than just stop the spread of fear. We replace it with hope. Learn more at worldvision.org.
2: Clinging to your gun and listening to the radio Sundays at 1. Gun Talk on WTKI Talk.
4: I'm going to say you're trying to trip me up. It's not Bowling Green, is it? No, I'm not tripping you up. You know, uh, Brandon's a BGSU Falcon, Falcon for life, I'm assuming. Wow. All right. By the way, Bowling Green's in Ohio, right? That's right. There is one in Tennessee, but down here people get confused. Uh, Brandon Warmke is uh, he's co-authored a book and uh, also a, an op-ed about this whole grandstanding thing. Look, I don't know your politics and and I don't care. I think for the for the sake of this conversation, it doesn't matter. We we've got to start talking to each other again. And and you know we're we're. I was talking to you during the break. You said that the, the delay of getting this book out w- w- was obviously COVID. It was about to come out and and then and then along came the apocalypse, which none of us planned on. I didn't put it in my business plan. Uh, um, but, but that has become, COVID's become political. It's, there's yeah. so much information out there and everybody trying to make a name for themselves. Nobody, everybody's suspicious of everything now, right? I mean, it's a perfect I, example of people. We've made stars out of people I'd never heard of before, right?
5: Mm-hmm. I think one of the things to, one, one of the many things to to be sad about our current political scene is just how many things are are. Politicized, you know, almost every aspect of our life now is, has become a political s- signal or a statement. There are not areas of our lives where we can have friendships with people who disagree with us. Um, we're, we're so siloed into our, you know, political tribes and our groups that it's really hard to, e- to even speak your mind without being afraid that someone is going to try to get you fired or unfriend you. And this is really unhealthy. I mean, we need to have civic friendship. We need to be able to be friends with people and have conversations with people who disagree with us, whether they live next door or whether they're across the country. Um, that, that's a very conservative notion is to be able to have an aspect of your life that's non-pol- non-political, to go to the, co- you know, the Kiwanis Club, the bowling alley, you know, go shoot guns, go do things with people who don't share your politics. That's extremely important to have a healthy democracy.
4: You know, it, it's sad here because uh it, it, we really, in, in getting into these silos, we, we have created, uh in creating these islands for ourselves, we're lonely. And I think it doesn't yeah. surprise me that, that, what was the poll that said 62% of Americans are not comfortable sharing their political views? That's dangerous, yeah. isn't it?
5: Yeah, it really is. It really is when you have a large segment of the country that has um, experiences, evidence, uh, things that are important for us all to hear. And we're, and we're not bringing those things to the table, either because we're afraid. I mean, I'm an academic, and there are things that I believe that I can't say. <laughs> there are things that, that I would have to take a, a, a status hit, that I would have to risk my reputation to say, even though, even if there are you know, lots of scientific evidence and, you know, in, in favor of these things. And so we're missing out on lots of um, good evidence and things that people believe, people's value. They're not bringing them to the table because they're afraid. They're afraid of the backlash.
4: You know, and, and you're in an environment where, uh, sadly, I, I mean, it's happening now in high schools and middle schools. But the colleges and universities used to be the where there was open thought and open discussion. Boy, that ship sailed a long time ago, didn't it? Yeah, it's an interesting
5: flip, um, in, in the cultural views about free speech. I mean, if you think back, I mean, this is before I was born, Fred. I won't, I won't try to date you, but, you know, if those of you who are alive in the 60s during the, you know, the Berkeley protests, the, Mm -hmm. you know, the the free speech protests, I mean, this was the whole movement of the, of the classical liberal left. I think that was a good movement. It's good for people to, you know, people to speak their mind and, and, um, express their opinions. And I think we've seen, there's been a kind of retrograde shift back to stifling dissent, making sure people who don't share the, the, the popular views don't, don't speak their mind. And there's a entire community that's, um, reinforced by conformity where what you're supposed to do is repeat the slogans, engage in cheap talk, just tell people what they want to hear and you can get by. And, and, um, you know, as you might imagine, it's not a pleasant place to, to, to spend lots of your, you know, of your life, but it's also bad for science. It's bad for philosophy. It's bad for psychology. and It's bad for our college students. They're not hearing the full range of views that they should be um, hearing about.
4: You know, it's interesting because you now we have safe spaces. If if it, if it if it offends you, you can just go somewhere, right? You don't have to deal yeah. with it. <laughs> hey, yeah, bad things are going to happen in your life. Get get ready. <laughs> if that's you're going, right. that's right. Things are going to change. So, what, what did you guys yeah. do, as, as you went into this? What's the response been so far to and, and and did you get out of it what you thought you would get out of it so far?
5: That's a great that's a great question. So we wrote the book. Uh, you know, it's a fun, interesting book that's nonpartisan. Um, you know what. A, our studies show that grandstanding is on the left. It's on the right. I mean, I think that's not surprising to anyone. I think anyone honest can identify it on, on their side too. But, you know, a lot of the response, um, you know, it's been, it's been positive. I mean, we got a lot of great comments, a lot of people writing us, telling us, thank you. This is, this explains, (laughs) this explains so much of what I see on cable news and politicians and social media. Um, it turns out that, you know, now, we were hoping that there would be some some interest from the political left and the mainstream media. That has not happened. We were we were we were hopeful and optimistic that they, that they might be interested, but that really hasn't um, happened to the extent that we'd like it to. And so it's it's a pleasure to come on shows like yours and and talk to people who are really worried about public discourse, think thinks it's toxic, and want to understand why it's gone so bad and what we can do about it.
4: You know, I'm afraid if this goes any further, we're we're going Going to be, and I look at people now because this whole COVID thing and some of the nasty politics has revealed things in people that I thought were my friends, and mm-hmm. I, I now have different opinions of them. I don't respond to some of this stuff, but I, I it, it makes me scratch my head, going, "Well, why did I have a relationship with this person?" And that is something you don't want to happen,
5: right? Yeah, that's something to really mourn. I mean, I, I think the loss of relationships. We have a, we just published a paper recently using some scientific evidence showing that grandstanding, people who grandstand a lot, it causes lots of conflict in their, their interpersonal lives with their friends and family. And that's something to grieve. That's something to really mourn, that something is like politics. I mean, my view is, as much as I love politics and enjoy politics, politics makes us dumb and it makes us mean. It doesn't bring out the best in humanity, and I think it's really difficult. I mean, I think the challenge is to try to be – Interested in politics, and care about politics, but also remain human. You know, you know, retain your humanity and be able to be kind to people even when they disagree with you. It's it's really hard to do.
4: So, um, what do you? I guess further along, what do you hope this book does do? You're hoping it permeates some of that. You're just, I guess, more of that.
5: Yeah, we'd like to. We'd like to. You know, hopefully, we're we're helping start a conversation about how to bring some humility back into public discourse, that when I get on social media, when politicians talk, when people get on cable news, they're asking, you know, how do we solve problems? How do we address these issues instead of how can I make myself look good? You know, we would be thrilled if people ask themselves before they get on social media, am I doing this to actually do good, or am I doing this merely to look good? And, and what we argue in the book is that trying to look good is the very thing that prevents us from doing good with our discussions of morality and politics. If your goal is to show up that your heart's in the right place, your heart is not in the right place.
4: You know, it's sad because I think we, 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 we're going to have to stop ourselves and, and, and ask, ask this question or answer this question. It's not about me because we've mm-hmm. we, me has gone way too far, I think. Mhm. Don't you think?
5: Yeah, yeah, if you look at a lot of uh what people say on say on Facebook and Twitter, you know, one sort of indicator of whether someone's grandstanding is how often they refer to themselves. <laughs> how often they make the conversation about themselves. And uh that's just not what politics is for politics is not about getting goodies for you it's not about making yourself look good it's about the community and that's a a deeply conservative view about what moral discourse is about
4: all right a lot of those people have been there too long too all right so uh the, the, the grandstanding the use and abuse of moral talk where do people get the book brandon
5: It's on uh, all your favorite online booksellers. It's on Amazon. It's uh, hardback. It's on Kindle. uh, And there's also an audiobook. um, And so you can find it pretty much anywhere. You usually buy books.
4: All right. Brandon, we appreciate it. uh, Brandon Wormke, the uh, co-author of the book and also uh, assistant professor at Bowling Green State University. Hey, we appreciate you sharing, man. Maybe this is a good start. Thanks.
2: Thank Thank you, sir. It's not all rocket science. Fred Holland on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk. Just
0: got an injury wreck in the 100 block of Molly Bett Drive. That's in the Countess Road area in North Madison County. And we had Wall Triana in Gillespie in Madison. That one had injury and utility involvement. Are you hungry for sweet and spicy Popeye's hot honey chicken? A signature side and a buttermilk biscuit, five bucks. The University in Jordan, 72 in Jeff and North Parkway. I'm Captain Nick in the Jordan Lane Popeye's Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI.
1: In the Army National Guard, soldiers serve part-time and close to home.
2: My community means everything to me. It helped shape me into who I am today and is where I choose to raise my own family. That's why I joined the Army National Guard. I'm proud of where I'm from, and as a soldier, I get to give back to the people that helped me succeed. The education benefits I got from serving helped me get my degree and jumpstart my career. The training and leadership skills I've gained from the Army National Guard help me every day when I teach young people, help my neighbors, and look out for my community. I know that when my neighbors need us the most, my fellow soldiers and I will be ready. My family loves it here, and my part-time service means we get to stay here. Serve part-time in the community you live in as a proud member of the Army National Guard.
1: Talk to your local recruiter or visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station.
4: You really want to help? During the pandemic, domestic violence has increased and is a serious concern. Ray of Hope has proven to help victims of domestic violence for 15 years with safe houses, crisis hotlines, and counseling. Real services, real help. Each dollar you give to a Ray of Hope HSV on GoFundMe is worth $10. If you truly want to help your community, this is the way. Go to Array of Hope HSV on GoFundMe to help now. You really want to help? During the pandemic, domestic violence has increased and is a serious concern. Ray of Hope has proven to help victims of domestic violence for 15 years with safe houses, crisis hotlines and counseling. Real services, real help. Each dollar you give to Array of Hope HSV on GoFundMe is worth 10 grand dollars. If you truly want to help your community, this is the way. Go to Array of Hope HSV on GoFundMe to help now.
7: Are you tired of dragging those sprinklers around the yard during the heat of summer? I'm Danny Lipford with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and we'll talk about installing your own irrigation system right after this. Could your backyard use a makeover? You can create beautiful outdoor living spaces with RumbleStone from PaveStone. Create a paver patio or walkway, garden retaining wall, grill enclosure, fire pit, or even an outdoor kitchen. These rustic building blocks make it easy, and they look great. RumbleStone from PaveStone is available at the Home Depot. And be sure to check out the project ideas and how-to videos at PaveStone.com. That's PaveStone.com. If you're thinking about installing an irrigation system, here are a few tips to simplify the process. First, rent a gas-powered trencher. It saves time and sore muscles. Then lay out the PVC pipe on the ground and dry-fit everything before you glue it together. Most of the work can be done on top of the ground before setting the pipe in the holes. This is particularly helpful if you use reduction fittings and flexible poly pipe to connect the sprinkler heads to the main line. This also allows you to reposition the heads without cutting and re-gluing the rigid PVC. As you work, be sure to keep dirt and debris out of the pipe because it will clog your sprinkler heads. And finally, pick up a pair of PVC pipe cutters. They're much easier to operate than a saw, especially when trying to cut inside those trenches. I'm Danny Lipford with tips for today's homeowner.
6: Your choice, your voice. Madison's District 6 deserves a voice on their city council. With Karen Denzine's knowledge of city planning and your voice, Together, we will support positive development for the city. She pledges to represent you. On Tuesday, August 25th, vote for the person who will be your voice on the city council. Vote for Karen Denzine, Madison City Council, District
4: 6. Your choice, your voice.
2: This ad paid for by Karen
6: Denzine.
4: And don't forget those great sides, fried green tomatoes, mushrooms, cheese sticks, onion rings and fries. Huntsville's original sub, Stanley's, Jordan Lane and Holmes Avenue and Governor's Drive just west of First Baptist Church. Like Stanley's on Facebook and receive special offers. Sometimes life is wonderful
1: and sometimes it's not.
2: The latest on all the new gadgets, you need Leo the Tech Guy, Saturday nights at 6 on WTKI Talk.
4: For rebates and special, uh, oops, almost blew it. For rebates or special financing options in a new Linux Home Comfort System, call All Weather Heating and Air Conditioning, 256-852-8825. You can also visit online insideweatherguy.com. Terms and conditions apply. Alabama certification number 83073. Uh, 70% chance today starts a little after nine. Mostly cloudy today, 86. Heat index back tomorrow. It's going to feel like 102 and we got pretty decent rain chance tomorrow as well. Congressman Mo Brooks uh, joins us. We hadn't chatted in a while. We have a bunch of stuff here. Um, this, this, uh, how are you doing?
8: I'm doing
4: well. How about yourself? Well, I'm, I, you know, I, I, it's one thing when we had the apocalypse uh, and then we had all this other stuff and now we have the post
8: office and voting
4: by mail. Come on, stop. Um, but you know, I, I go back to when I, before I came here in, night, mid, in the mid 70s, I was working in Texas and I had a conversation with my boss at the time and he was talking about working one summer at the post office and he had been called over by his supervisor. To tell him that he's a little, was a little too enthusiastic and he needed to slow down, he was making everybody else look bad <laughs> This was in the mid seventies. This post office thing didn't happen yesterday,
8: right well that's a that's common of most or many uh union. Uh, positions um, where they're concerned about one worker being efficient being effective and making other workers uh, look bad heck that might be true of non-union too uh, but that's got very little to do with the so-called post office issue before us right now uh, right now it's just a fraud and a scam another bit of propaganda by the part of the socialist Democrats to try to uh, create votes uh, and I can go into details for why uh, all this stuff that the Democrats are putting out there is false? If you wish me to, I don't know how much detail. No, going I don't, to. No,
4: we'll, we got you for the hour, rest of the hour. But I, I look, I, I think that we, we've designed something that has. It continues to be a problem, and it was a problem long before. And didn't we just loan them ten? Was it ten million or ten billion? What did we just loan? Well, they them?
8: have fourteen billion dollars cash on hand. Ah. And they have access to another $10 billion should they need it. But they have so much cash on hand, they haven't needed it. So the idea that the Democrats have that the way to solve any problems with the post office is just to throw more money at it, gosh, they've got access to $24 billion right now that they haven't used.
4: Are people seeing through this? I mean, I, I, I'm still irritated by the fact that, what is it, we lose $2.40, I think, on these Sunday Amazon deliveries. What idiot would negotiate something where you take a loss on every delivery? I mean, this is, it's insane, isn't it?
8: Well, we need the post office to be efficient enough to not be a drain on taxpayers who are not utilizing the post office. Uh, the post office has to adapt. We've got the Internet now. A lot of our mail communication is over the Internet. And that, it may have to raise rates. It might mean that it has to reduce the number of days in which it's uh, providing service. It might mean that they have to do other efficiency measures that experts more knowledgeable than me should be aware of. But we just can't keep subsidizing an entity that cannot hold its own.
4: What are some of the things we're missing? Give me some more things we're missing on this, because I, I look, I I think this thing's well, been a sure. red herring from from when I was you know a, a teenager. I mean, come on.
8: <laughs> Let me first get into the motivation of it. The Democrats have done their best to create a panic amongst the American people concerning COVID nineteen, and they did so in part to convince the American people, that they needed to not work, which, of course, would tank the economy, which they thought would help them in the presidential election. And they have done a great job of tanking the economy. Our second quarter gross domestic product fell on an annualized rate of 32.9%, far and away the worst in the history of the United States of America. There's not even a close second. So they have achieved their one goal of tanking the economy, in order to help the Socialist Democrats beat Donald Trump in November. But there's a problem with their strategy. The problem is that they have discovered that Democrats have bit off on this panic more so than Republican voters. And now the Democrat leadership is panicking that they've done such a good job of scaring voters that the Democrats won't show up at the polls and vote. And and so now they're scrambling to come up with a way to change that. And so they've gone to this vote-by-mail scheme, which opens up the door for fraud. Uh, think about it. Uh, I'll give you an example. When I have a campaign, I, occasionally I'll send out mass mailers. Mm-hmm. All campaigns do this. 10 to 20% of my mailers may go to a household where the person that it was addressed to doesn't live there anymore. People move and they move on a regular basis. And so you're looking at 10 to 20% of the ballots that go out going to people who don't live at that address anymore. But there's nothing to stop the people who live there from casting that ballot so that the actual voter who was supposed to have gotten that ballot, when he goes to the polls to vote, suddenly he discovers that they won't let him vote because the poll workers will tell him, but you've already cast your ballot via mail. Wow.
4: Well, and, and haven't we already had a there's a There was a story out of Texas where a guy had moved from Washington State to Texas and he got like four mail-in ballots from Washington <laughs> and he said I'm not going to vote he said but I could have I mean that's the danger right because we have all these people moving from New York to Florida and people from California moving I mean there's an exodus that that mail is going to follow those people right I mean we 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 could be creating a disaster here if we allow this right
8: We yeah the way to vote is to show up at the polling place on election day that is the best way to ensure that your vote actually counts and that's what i encourage people to do anything short of that and you have no way of knowing in fairness to the post office they're not perfect none of us are and on occasion mail gets delayed okay it might be put in the wrong place but something happens and the addressee doesn't get it in a timely fashion you might lose your right to vote if you allow that to happen with your ballot that's not what you want show up at the polling place and vote that's the way to take care of it that vote 99.9 of the time will actually be counted
4: you know this this vote by mail thing from a federal level is unconstitutional anyway I guess but I guess they're hoping they can tie it up in the courts how you vote is really up to the states right
8: that is correct
4: and there are some states have, that have been due I think isn't Oregon pretty much mail in voting? I mean, there are some states that there have gone are that, route. that have gone, There are some
8: states that have gone – there are some states, the Socialist Democrat ones, who in order to consolidate their power, they have gone to uh, mail-in voting, yes. And and they have that right under the Constitution. Um, to a large degree, voting issues are deferred to the states by the Constitution.
4: So here's my fear. That this is going to get so mucked up on, on November uh, 3rd that by the time we get to December 3rd, uh, we're still not going to know who's won in some of these states. And if you can't convene the Electoral College uh, because you don't know who won in these states, uh, that that gets real dicey, doesn't it? Am I, am I going down a rabbit hole here, or is there real concern? There?
8: Not at all. Uh, the one thing we know from the system that the Democrats want to implement is that there's a lot of room for hanky-panky. and another thing that we know is that if it's a close election, it could be days, weeks or months before you know the outcome.
4: So what happens and you know I, I, you may have looked into this I, I sort of have read a little bit and I'm not I'm not an expert on anything but the, the thing is we get to the what is it January 20th and we still don't know what happens?
8: Uh, at some point, the House of Representatives, controlled by Nancy Pelosi, gets to intervene. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> I mean, it's craziness. It is. It's this nuts. This is where the socialists want to take us, and in fairness to them... They fight to win, and they don't care what the laws or the rules are. You see that now with all these violent protests. I like put "protests" in quotation marks. Yeah, we can't even agree on what are a getting protester is. Are getting killed.
4: Yeah, we can't even define a protester, and <laughs> we've we've lost already on that one. Hey, uh, can you hang for a couple more segments? Well, I want to get a little bit more into I this and, and swing back yeah. around to the post office and what the solution might be. Our Congressman Mo Brooks joining us. He's with us for the rest of the hour. Stick around. Listen online to
2: WTKI Talk at WTKI
0: Looks like there may be an accident or a stall westbound 565 between County Line and Green Farm, off to the right side of the road. Got a wreck in the 100 block of Molly Bed. That's in the Countess Road area in North Madison County. Expert heart care backed by advanced technology. When you need cardiac care, you need the heart doctor. Dr. Randall Burns and the team at Huntsville Heart Specialist, Bob Wallace Avenue. I'm Captain Nick in the Popeyes North Parkway Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI.
6: It can warm a room. It can comfort your tired feet. It can be an inspiration piece for your entire house. Nothing says
5: home like the perfect rug.
2: Come by our showrooms today and say big, a fine rug that will create a foundation for a beautiful room. Pars Gallery on Culver Road in Mountain
5: Brook and Whitesburg Drive in Huntsville. And online at Parr'sGallery.net. Pars Gallery of Fine Rugs. Adding beauty and elegance from the floor up.
7: The Alabama Securities Commission regulates the investment industry. In Alabama, financial professionals and their investment products must be licensed. The Ponzi scheme promises investors high returns with low risk. In this scam, the fraudster takes your money to pay back previous investors and steals the rest. Call 1-800-222-1253 to verify that the person offering you the opportunity and their product are properly licensed. Paid for by the Investor Protection Trust and brought to you by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station
6: marie is that you oh hi barb how you doing better now did you know we had a little health scare with jeff oh no what happened well he had been short of breath and was really tired a lot of the time he just thought he was getting old and was out of shape but it turns out it was heart valve disease how did you figure it out He finally went to the doctor, and she was able to listen to his heart and detected the problem. I didn't realize it, but heart valve disease is more common than you'd think. They were able to replace the valve, and he's feeling so much better now. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. More than 5 million Americans are diagnosed with heart valve disease every year, but most people know nothing about the condition, and it can be deadly if untreated. That's why it's important to listen to your heart and ask your doctor if your symptoms may be due to heart valve disease or if you're at high risk. A message brought to you by Heart Valve Voice U.S. For more information about the symptoms and treatments for valve disease, go to heartvalvevoice-us.org
2: parents would you drop your kids off at the pool without a trained lifeguard to watch over them before you drop them off for practice ask your child's coach if they have completed their mandated coach safely training that's right the state of alabama requires that all coaches of kids 14 and under complete an online training course to help them recognize and prevent sports injuries ask your child's coach if they are coach safely certified and tell other parents to do the same for more information go to coachsafely.org. sponsored by the coach safely foundation alabama recreation and Parks association the alabama broadcasters association and this station
3: A cat person, Daryl. I am. Love him since I was three years
2: old. Vicious creature. Able to pet the pussy cat and keep you informed. <coughs> Fred Holland on WTKI Talk.
4: Our Congressman Mo Brooks, uh, we're chatting about the post office vote by mail. I, I, I answered, uh, Mo, I answered a, uh, a poll question a couple days ago. Somebody asked me, they said, are you voting by mail? And I said, absolutely not. I'm voting in person unless I'm dead. And then I guess I am voting by mail. Uh, <laughs> but that's the fear, right? <laughs>
8: That's a very good analogy. I like that. You're on cue.
4: Um, so, so this thing could go really far. Could go south. I know in Alabama we got a couple of uh, our Secretary of States trying to. I, I guess in three counties we're looking at this curbside voting thing. Uh, this idea of not having witnesses and not having an ID. And I, I think somebody and I, you may have pointed it out too, to get into the Democratic National Convention you had to have a photo ID, <laughs> but apparently not to vote. In some places, it's crazy.
8: Well, again, credit to the Democrats. They're willing to break any law laws in order to achieve their socialist agenda. It's what has happened that made China socialist and communist. It's what happened that made Russia socialist and communist. And these people are in it for keeps. And those of us who believe in freedom and liberty, we better wake up to the threat this poses.
4: Are, or is this resonating? I mean, I, I look at this and I go, come on. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Another one, the postal service, the, you know, the COVID thing, we got the politics of COVID. I mean, it just, there's just this piling on. Do people, do people not see through this or, or, or some of them grasp, grasping that there might be some element of truth to it?
8: Democrats are heavily reliant on the not very smart voter. The voter who forgets what happened six months ago, or a year ago, or two years ago. By way of example, we started out with the Russian collusion fraud. Totally debunked now. It took a lot of time and a lot of taxpayer money, but totally debunked. Once that fell through, what did the Democrats do? They created a sham impeachment. There was no persuasive evidence that the president committed a high crime or misdemeanor, treason, or bribery, but that didn't stop him from doing it. Now they've gone into the next level, and that is the United States Post Office is about to collapse fraud. That is definitely not the case, but that does not stop the Democrats from pretending so.
4: All right, I want, to, I want you to put on your economics uh, degree hat. I want to, in this last segment, I want to talk about some things you might recommend that the post office do. Because, look, I want to see this thing compete, because I think it can. Can you hang on for one more? More with uh, Mo Brooks, Congressman 5th District. Uh, hang on, we'll talk some more.
2: Pussycat and keep you informed all at the same time. Fred Holland on WTKI Talk.
7: I'm Liz Clayman and this is the Fox Business Report. Global stocks are higher after trade negotiators from the U.S. and China held a video conference and confirmed they are committed to carrying out the Phase 1 trade deal signed in January. Hormel Foods is describing its business in recent months as excellent, saying its food service business saw a rebound, and it continued to see strong sales in stores. It also says its plant professionals have done heroic work. Hormel is committing to provide the opportunity Opportunity of college education to dependent children of team members. It's a new program called Inspired Pathways. It's also offering tuition reimbursement for team members. And Starbucks is bringing back its pumpkin spice latte. It is the 17th year the company has sold the special fall drink. That's your box business report. I'm Ginny Kosova. Invested in you.
1: Can Donald Trump really beat Joe Biden? Now, Blitz, a new bestseller by David Horowitz, reveals President Trump's real game plan. Blitz even predicts Trump will win in a landslide. Mark Levin calls Blitz the indispensable book of the 2020 election. It's already a New York Times bestseller. Get Blitz or check out the free offer and save $28. Just go online to Blitz411.com
8: or call 800 Newsmax. That's 800 Newsmax. Get Blitz today.
0: Looks like we may have a problem westbound 565. It's about halfway between County Line and Greenbar, but it's off to the right side of the road. Flashing lights there may be slowing things down. Injured in a motorcycle accident? Send your Timberlake and Lee can help. 536-0770 or law-injury.com. I'm Captain Nick in the Popeye 72 and Jeff Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI
1: Talk.
3: On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. We leave no warrior behind. Wounded Warrior Project is a non-profit organization created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war. Whether those scars are physical or mental, we're here to make sure that they heal and whether it's helping those with post-traumatic stress disorder live a normal life again, or giving much-needed support to injured warriors and veterans' hospitals. Because no one deserves our help more than the men and women who risk their lives to keep us safe. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org.
2: Insane solutions for an insane world. 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk.
4: Hey, by the way, we're enjoying Morning Sun. That's that's the brew that Scotty has cooked up here from uh, Old Town Coffee, 511 Pratt Avenue. They can get it to you with Grubhub, or you can go by and pick it up. Uh, Morning Sun from Old Town Coffee and Five Points. Uh, Congressman bill brooks joining us to uh to talk about what well, we've been talking about the postal service vote by mail, which is a disaster if that happens uh not going are they still going to real quickly back to this vote by mail thing they 're going to go ahead and try to pass this Of course i don 't think it gets through the senate and it 's probably dead but were, were it to become it law
8: it, it it's it's, well, unconsti- it's at the federal level excuse me
4: yeah it 's unconstitutional at the federal level right
8: um If a state were to challenge it, I think a state would have a good argument that it interferes with the state's rights to control uh, their part of the election process, keeping in mind that the federal government has intervened on occasion in the past, but that dealt with the 14th Amendment, equal protection, equal rights, things of that nature. There is no constitutional basis by which the federal government can come in and get into this kind of detail on voting
4: well they they have as far as as, as districts and all that so we've, we've, we have so far ventured from where the founding fathers intended it, just it's scary sometimes. All right, so I want to get back to the post office. By the way, it is mentioned in the Constitution. It's not mandated. It just says Congress can. Um, there are some things we can do. I could do uh, some of the things you suggested. I'm, I'm I I could do with four days a week. I could do with no Saturday delivery. I could do with something as simple as a cutoff on once stuff comes in. You don't go back and you know. I I think you could cut hours and not not curtail service. And again, I think with email and everything else, um, I I think there are some areas the post office could actually perform well if it was just given a chance to compete.
8: I concur with that. Uh, The biggest problem is the postal union and its interference in the efficiency measure process. Um, That is normal for many unions of many different types. And I understand where they're coming from. What you need is strong management that will require efficiency measures be implemented.
4: Is this guy? This guy uh, DeJoy seems to be. I mean, he seems to be pretty sharp, and he didn't. He didn't back down to anybody. I mean, I. I think they, he might have picked a good one, the president. What do you think?
8: Uh, don't know enough about him. Um, I'm on the House side, not the Senate side. We don't have a vote on these appointees, in the Senate. I mean, like the Senate does. On the House side, we have no vote. And so as a consequence, we deal with whatever it is that the president gives us, no matter which president it is. But he seems pretty smart. Now, whether he can make headway against the political power of the Postal Union, I don't know. That remains to be seen. Uh, Today, no one has been successful, at least successful enough, in order to make the Postal Union and postal service solve it.
4: I want to. I want to touch on uh, as as we leave here the the politics of COVID, and that's what I think it really is. Uh, you didn't mention this one in the myriad of uh, conspiracy theories, but does this does this bite the Dems particularly in these states where people are fleeing? Do do you see this biting them back? Because I think look, I think just sheer cabin fever has made a very irritated electorate. Would you agree?
8: Yes, and I think uh, Joe Biden's public statement that he is willing to close down the economy, go to that extreme, no matter how much more damage is done to American households who are struggling to make ends meet, that kind of statement by uh, Joe Biden does not bode well for him in the election. At least it should not. Whether or not it will, I can't say. But that's a pretty aggressive statement where he wants to close down the entire United States of America, and quite frankly, it won't do any good. How do we know that? Let's say you close it down, you cut down the number of cases to maybe ten or fifteen, whatever the number may be. That's what we had back in January.
4: I know. It hey, the numbers
8: to millions.
4: Yeah, numbers are heading down, so they, they may have uh, got bet on the wrong horse. Uh, as always, we appreciate it, Mo. We'll chat again soon, Mo Brooks, uh, Fifth right. District Congressman, our Congressman for North Alabama. Thanks, Mo. We appreciate it as always. Take care. Do you have a degree in economics?
8: Uh, yes, ma'am, I do. Highest honors.
4: Okay,
6: so so
2: you. The Small Business Advocate, Jim game, Saturdays at 2 on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk.
6: The Smartest Man in Talk Radio. You're going to be listening to one of the smartest people that you probably, and you know who this guy is. <laughs> it's me. He's Jim Blassingame.
2: Thank you, sir, man. Have another.
5: Thank you, sir, man. Have another.
2: The Small Business Advocate. The Small Business Advocate. Jim Blassingame. Saturdays at 2 on WTKI Talk.
8: Time out. Hey, if you coach children ages 14 and under, you're required by Alabama law to complete an online training course to help you recognize and prevent sports injuries. The Coach Safely Foundation through the Alabama Recreation and Parks Association provides this training online 24-7. So take time out to complete your mandatory training. Let's coach safely so our kids can play safely. It's the law. For more information, go to CoachSafely.org. Sponsored by the Coach Safely Foundation, Alabama Recreation and Parks Association, the Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station.
2: Celebrating capitalism and freedom, twenty-four hours a day, fourteen fifty a.m. and one hundred five point three FM, WTKI Huntsville, W.